Welcome to another episode of the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by the Wiregrass Local and Bar Media. Uh, episode 175, what's happening everybody? This is Justin April. I don't know why I came in so hot on that mic right then. Um, old habits die hard though. Um, today I am interviewing Izel Reese, who has a phenomenal project going on at the old Grandview Elementary sites um, over... On the east-ish side of town, inside the circle. Um, if you're not familiar with Izel, he is a retired NFL player. He actually um, went to school here in Dothan. Um, he started RCX um, Sports, which is a nonprofit getting kids more active. Um which is something, honestly, we really need uh, nowadays. Everybody's so glued to digital apparatuses, um, PlayStations, Xboxes, Game Boy Colors, Nintendo Switches, uh, Atari 6400s. Anyway, let me stop rattling off all these stupid, antiquated game systems, and I will call this dude. We will get the party started. You want to jump right into it? or? Yeah. We can yeah, small ready, talk it uh, up, but it don't matter to me. Following your lead, man. Wherever you, wherever you want me to start, I'm I'm happy to do so. Appreciate the appreciate the opportunity of amplifying and, and uh, sharing this this great news for the community with the community. So. Absolutely, everything we've ever done with the Wiregrass Local has been in the same effort to create quality of life for people where they might not have realized that it was that accessible to them. Um, right. Like everybody can go out and just run around in the yard and have a good time, you know what I mean? And a yeah. lot, a lot of people get just bogged down in the day to day and forget to find those little nuggets of joy throughout throughout life. And I mean, for mental health especially, it's it's super important to to take note of things and be a little more appreciative. And with with the world today, with everything going on, like it's even more important to just uh, practice that positivity seeking. And um, you guys are your project with the RCX and everything is right, right on mission with what we're doing. So there's no reason, no reason not to amplify this thing. No, no question, man. And uh, so well said, man. You you could just use all of what you just said <laughs> in, the, in, oh, the, in the article, man. But but no, that's uh, honestly the, the 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 way you just articulated that. That is exactly why. I tell you who I am, which, you know, being a product of Dothan, which has everything to do with my career, who I am. You know, I feel like I was raised by the community. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, if anything, this is saying thank you and, and helping future generations as I was guided, helped, encouraged, uh, supported, um, you know, as a youth in that community and, and uh, couldn't be more proud when, you know, hearing my name on draft day uh, by the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, representing who I am, my family, you know, oh, yeah. uh, I, I have a habit of saying to kids, um, you know, when, when, when you're, when you're fortunate to have an opportunity and, and that's, that's at any level, but yeah. the collegiate level, the pro level for me, I mean, that's, that's few and far between, you know, I got the, be one of the one percentile that you know does something as through. a child <laughs> that yeah. becomes a career yeah and um you know it, you, you don't help but look back and, and look at your journey 
and how you got there and, and all roads lead back to Dothan for me, uh, all of them. So it does, it doesn't happen with, without the support of family and without the support of the community and the rich tradition that was there through, through youth sports and, and, um, and even off the field, you know, from an educational perspective and just having things to do within that community and sports was that one that kind of kept me on a, on the right path mm -hmm. and also just, you know, just made me better. And, 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 you know, lifelong friends that I have, um, now, I mean, it's, it's people I met in high school, it's people I met in college, it's people I grew up with. And, um, you know, that, that, that is what is needed now more so, so than ever, um, Absolutely. To, to the points you made earlier in the community. So, um, you know, that, that body of work is, is, um, is, is what, is what I'm doing on a national scale. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was fortunate and when I was playing in the NFL and going through that path. So, so my journey, if you will, um, yeah, let's talk about how, how you actually got started. Like what were you doing in Dothan before you started the, the college path and then the, uh, NFL path? Uh, I was, you know, High school kid in in Dothan went to went to Northview High School, uh, school of champions. I, I know. Wait, it's, North uh, who? North who was that? No, I was <laughs> exactly, exactly. North who? But um, <laughs> I went went to Northview, and um, you know, but even before Northview, I mean, it was it was one of those things. Just that rich tradition of high school football. Mm -hmm. You know, you looked at it. You know, you want to be a part of it, whether you're a, a tiger or or. or uh, a cougar and i'm pleased to say i'm a wolf now oh sure yeah that, that's our kids in our community so i'm a, absolutely 100 percent uh but you know the, the high school journey was was interesting man so um you know I, I was very talented uh you know i won't um shy away from that and it was fortunate and that's all due to coaches and i was blessed with, mm -hmm. with 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 talent at least enough to be able to play in high school let's just put it that way sure and um you know got to high school um Started as a freshman um, on, on the varsity <laughs> and uh, had some, you know, some really good coaching, really good support, fell in love with football in middle school at Carver, got to high school, had great teachers. And uh, my uncle was a guidance counselor. Uh, so, you know, I had a watchful eye over me and yeah. know you uh, played for Coach Parrish and then we shifted to Coach Wickham. But. My high school career, man, it, it was it was it was great. I mean, I, I started as a freshman, was you know MVP, everything, but uh, I, I kind of was in this weird spot. I was playing linebacker. Um, uh, I was a good tackler. Uh, let's let's say it in a right. in a positive way. Yeah, yeah, I was a good tackler, playmaker, um, and uh, but didn't uh, didn't get recruited. So you know, was, I got some letters and this and that and didn't know what I was going to do next. And mm -hmm. so didn't get recruited through the process, graduated from high school, stayed home and worked a year. Oh, wow. So, um, I was about to go into the military, uh, when I, when I graduated from high school, cause I, you know, I needed a way out. Yeah. It's just, you know, I needed to, to do something. And I was, you know, a little hurt, thought, thought I might get a chance, uh, at some level mm -hmm. and, and didn't, and I actually went as far as going down to the recruiter's office for the Army and filled out the paperwork Ooh, to go into yeah. the Army. I've never made it that far down there, but I have considered stuff. But... 
I've never uh, never got I, the pen I, out. I, the pad, and yeah, no. I walk right in there, and as funny as that sounds, call it a, a week later, I get this phone call from um, the head coach, um, Jim Hillier was his name at the time, at UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And um, the, at the time, Coach Wickham, who was the head coach at Northview, his um, his son uh, had just transferred from Southern Miss to UAB. UAB was just kind of starting a football program. It was new. Oh, yeah. And it's a Division One program now. Um, but it was new. He calls me. He said, look, I heard a lot about you from uh, your high school coach. Um, and his son just transferred here. And he just raved about you. And he said, Azel, he said, if you're interested in coming here, we'll have you. But we don't have scholarships. We don't have anything, but you can eat at the church with us. Um, And, you know, you got to figure it out. And to me, that was a crack in the door of an opportunity. Yeah, that's enough to get that, that stoke that fire right back up. Yeah, yeah, it, it started back up because the whole thing I was going to military. I mean, for me, I wasn't thinking about sports anymore at that point, to be honest. Yeah, you hang your cleats up at the end of the day. Yep. Yeah. So I get that. I get the call. And to me, I was like, yep, I'm doing this. I don't want to leave myself with, with what ifs. I want to at least give it a try. Uh, maybe I can get some grants. Maybe I can save up a little bit, bit of money and go to school and further my education, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not thinking about I'm going to be this superstar in college. I wanted to play, but I wanted, you know, I, I valued what it meant to be a student athlete. Sure. So I go that back down to the recruiter's office. I never forget this to this day, but, you know, uh, make your haters your motivators, as they say. Oh, yeah. Um, I go back down to the recruiter's office and I say, hey, I'm getting ready to, I'm going to go to college as a as a walk-on. They laughed at me. Right. Laughed. And, I, you know, I was a little heartbroken, but I walked out of there. But it, it lasted for two seconds because, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm a firm believer in myself. And I had a strong community that believed in me, mm-hmm. you know, supported me along. And, um, and I know this is long winded. And I apologize, Justin. Oh, but, don't, don't sweat it, man. You're good. Um, but so I, I go and, you know, and, and I stay home and work for a year. My dad worked at this uh, company. He's a my dad was an electrician, um, and he worked for this company called the Flavor House. Okay. If you've ever heard of Flavor House, yeah, yeah, they packed the peanuts and yeah, candy they're out. And they all used of to that be stuff. out there on uh, Napierfield Road forever. Yep, yep. yep. I worked I worked there for an entire year, twelve hour shifts at night. Oh man, to save up money so I could go to college. Good Lord. And when I wasn't working at night, 12-hour shifts, I would go over to Carver because we stayed about a block away from it. It was Carver Middle School. Okay. Where yeah. I was. It was a dirt track behind Carver. So when I wasn't working at night, I would I would sleep for a little while, get up, go run around that track to keep myself in some shape as I went off to college. Mm-hmm. So I get to college. I walk on. I'm eating at the church <laughs> with right. the team. <laughs> And, um, you know, to, to speed up the story, man, uh, I started as a freshman, led the team in interceptions, didn't have a scholarship, earned a partial. We went from Division three to what was then called 1AA um, then, and we were elevated and went Division one. So I played at three different levels in college. For the same team. Um, for the same team. <laughs> That's incredible. And went, went That's from awesome. a walk-on to a partial to a full ride. Uh, going into my junior year 
and then went on to be uh, one of the first players in that school history to be drafted to the NFL when the Cowboys drafted me in 98. Man, that's so good. So I say all that to say, you think about, you know, and I always used to say this to myself, why me, Lord? Like, like this Cinderella story of all stories to go from a, a, a walk-on to getting drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Like, what's my purpose? I felt like, you know, it was a purpose. And and as I ran on that field with the Cowboys and, you know, we're Thanksgiving Day is upon us. Yeah. You know, and getting to play on Thanksgiving, you talk about a proud moment uh, playing for America's team. And all I could think about was the name on the back of my jersey, which represented my family mm-hmm. and, and my community that supported me. So I, when I walked on that field, I felt like I was representing my family and representing Delta. That's, um, that's and, a lot of pressure. I, it's a lot of pressure, but 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 it, it wasn't pressure. It was more of a motivator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was more of a motivator because, I mean, I got so many, we're so proud of you. He's from Dothan. And, it, you know, that, that that meant something to me. Like, yeah. for, for every player, um, you know, you, you, you look, you get in a, lock, a locker room, it, everybody in there had a journey and a story, and this was mine. And everybody, you know, players, you know, have a lot. You know, we relish being, you know, role model, mm-hmm. uh, or I did. And, you know, you relish where you're from because, I mean, that, that's a part of every every pro athlete and every pro sport, um, a part of their journey, the community they came from, that high school team that they played on, or basketball court, or what what have you uh, uh, along the way, and, yeah. and a, a college experience. Those, so Those are the folks that lit the fuse. Yeah, yeah. So, so I went on to have a great career, you know, played, you know, my first four years with the Cowboys. Uh, then in uh, 2002, I signed with the Denver Broncos, played a year with them. Uh, 03, I signed with the Buffalo Bills, uh, played two years there. And then in 2005, went back to Dallas um, uh, to finish out. And uh, so went full circle uh, and hanging up my cleats. And along the way, you know, when I was playing, uh, you know, I would I, I, I constantly did things in the community. Uh, and when I say in the community in Dallas and different places, sure. uh, NFL teams that I played in, one particular thing that I did in in um, in Dothan, uh, right in my fourth year with Dallas, um, I was a member of Greater Beulah Baptist Church right there in Dothan, oh, uh, yeah. near downtown. Yep. And I said, hey, um, I called <laughs> I called the pastor at the time, <clears throat> and I said, hey, um, don't know what you got planned to do with kids that are members of that church for spring break but I want to bring them to Dallas if you're open to it. And he said, absolutely. So loaded up, I think, two busloads of kids for spring break, took them to a Dallas Mavericks game, showed them the city, you know, showed them everything. Unfortunately, as crazy as it sounds, I couldn't be there, but my dad served as the tour guide. Oh, I got, yeah. I just signed with Denver. Uh, so, and I had to be in oh, minicamp. Yeah. But I uh, took some kids from my hometown, and I, and I remember my dad calling me that night because the whole time I'm like, how's it going? I'm texting him. How's it going? How's everything going? Because uh, all those kids was there uh, to show them uh, an opportunity. And he said, Isaiah's on. He holds the phone up in there and said, hey, Isaiah's on the phone. He want to know how you all are enjoying it. And all I hear is this, this all of this, uh, this shouting Power, in the yeah, background. Dude. And that made my day. And from, from that point on, as great as that was, Justin, I was excited about it, but I just felt like it was never enough because here it is. They had this great, you know, weekend, a few days, 
kids from my hometown getting to you know see see a piece of piece of the U.S. piece of the world, see something yeah. different to hopefully motivate them, and I'm I'm sure it did, but that was temporary. That that was gone after a couple of days. Yeah, you don't get to lay and that foundation. Um, it laid a foundation, but you know I, I I always thought like you know what more can I do? What's something I can do that's sustainable that's there every day? Yeah, and here we are, you know. So. Um, with, with the project that, that I'm doing now, uh, which is why I'm so motivated about it. But when I was done playing and, um, in 2005 is, is, is when I hung up the cleats, if you will, um, moved to Atlanta, uh, but trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And, you know, uh, lo and behold, these opportunities of working with youth, I came up uh, with the NFL and some other organizations, and it just snowballed into what RCX Sports is today, where I currently serve as CEO. And it's not a job. Like, (laughs) I enjoy what I do now more than I did when I played in the NFL because I get to impact hundreds of thousands of kids nationwide and even globally. So the the things that I do now, um, I run camps uh, for the NFL at the Super Bowl and Pro Bowl. And I oversee NFL flag, which currently is a little over half a million kids in 1,600 leagues around the country where kids get to participate and be a part of NFL flag. That's crazy. And that's all you're like, all the jerseys are NFL licensed teams, too. It's not like you have the Bombers or the, the Mustangs or the whatever, like City League stuff. You guys are rocking like real gear, right? Real gear is, it's, we, you know, it, this is an NFL property yeah. that I manage and oversee. So it's NFL license apparel. That's so um, huge for so many people. Like, just the idea huge. of being able to put that jersey on, like your favorite dude's jersey and like run plays that he's done or they've done or yeah. whatever. Like, that's, it's, that's huge for kids. It's, it's an unreal opportunity for, for that. And then all the things that we try to, put in place to set a higher standard for kids playing in youth sports from safe sport, background checks, um, insurance, you know, just so parents, you know, know, you know, what type of quality youth sports yeah. experience in addition to the Jersey. Yeah. Um, and then, all, and then, and then, but when the NFL said, I said, we want to give this to you. Cause I mean, a lot of it had to do with my body of work while I was playing. And then as I, as I, uh, was done playing, I fully committed to this. I stopped any endeavors I was involved in and fully committed to uh, youth sports and uh, the transformational power of youth sports and what it can do to a child. Because it, it happened to me. Yeah. You That's know, so and, good, and, and I know, and, it, and, it, and then I, I want to be clear on this. It's not just about sport. Because if it was just about sport, I wouldn't be a CEO of an organization. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that foundation of the qualities that you get from sport, camaraderie, teamwork, leadership. Accountability. Uh, yeah, dude. It's... Make... Oh, go ahead. You Sorry. know, I'm preaching to the choir. Right. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's that thing that you get that you show me a doctor, lawyer, any educational field. If you touch sport, you know exactly what I'm talking about and how it kind of helps you. In, in life, uh, lifelong friends, uh, culturally, health and wellness, and even makes you a better leader. Absolutely. Um, um, so it, it, it's, it's, it's that, that that comes with it. And it went from NFL flag. Um, I work with the NBA in a variety of capacities. I helped them create the junior NBA global championship. Mm-hmm. 
about to announce an unbelievable opportunity working with youth in a similar capacity with NHL. And I'm in talks with major league baseball. Oh, that's so good, dude. So, and I also serve on the board uh, of the USA volleyball foundation. Um, And I've worked with countless brands, Nike, Under Armour, Wilson, Adidas, Gatorade, Nerf, Franklin, you name it. I'm working with all of these major corporations because, you know, it's put me in a position to be one of the most influential people in youth sports. And it all started in Dover. That is such a good way to give back to our area. And for, I mean, for to be able to like help kids realize goals that they don't even realize they have yet. Um, right. Like I grew up, when I was a kid, Pro Stars was a cartoon that I watched a lot. It was Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and Michael Jordan. And it was yeah. kind of a silly concept, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, I remember. Yeah, I remember dude. It. But, like, yeah. the yeah. idea that, like, when I realized that Bo Jackson went to school right up the road, I was like, what in the – that that made everything – that made everything, like, real. That made everything not necessarily attainable, but it, it definitely showed you that it was possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I give you my Bo Jackson story. Um, you remember the Bo Nose commercial? Oh, yeah, dude. So I had this, man, this poster had to be six feet long. I had the Bo Nose poster, and it had him dressed up as a NASCAR driver, a baseball player, a football It, it had yeah, all every, the different every bit of it. analogies. And, uh, man, you talk about motivation. I saw that, and it was like, so I had the big, the big Bo Nose poster on my wall. So, That's so good. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, let's, uh, talk about some of the stuff you got going on at the old Grandview school. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so all the stuff, you know, nationwide again, you know, I, I want to go back to, to kind of that story of spring break, but going full circle and really looking for that, you know, that sustainable project. So, um, you know, and this is in the height of COVID, um, and the social unrest that, that, that we saw all of that stuff. That that, we, that that we've seen, unfortunately, yeah. uh, the 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 cruel side of of, of this world. Sure, it, and it it motivated me to say I need to go home. I mean, all I kept thinking about I needed to go home, and you know, unfortunately, I was home for a funeral. Um, and it, anytime I would go home, I would just you know I would drive around Delphin. You know, like if you oh, grew yeah. up, in, you remember this memory. That yeah, you do the tour. You you take friends that have no interest in listening to your stories, and you drag them around the city. And you drag them around the city, and you play tour guides. I do so, that all the know. time, and my wife hates it. Every town yeah. I've ever visited, I'm like oh yeah, and it's always. And I love it. I yeah, love it. mine so, is always like irrelevant skateboard spots. Like this trick went down here by so and so. My wife has no idea what any of it means. Um, yeah, so so I'm <laughs> I'm driving I'm driving around you know Dothan and. You know, just looking at things and, you know, reconnecting with friends. This was me just riding around myself mm-hmm. and just like, man, like, you know, and, and then I, I grew up on the east side of Dope. So I lived probably four or five different places from Johnson Homes to over by Wildgrass Park. Oh, I lived on Dixie Drive, man, like yeah, a couple blocks yeah. from so, so my Harris Circle, mm-hmm. um, I lived over by Stringer Street. I mean, you name it. I just lived all on, on all different areas of of of, of Dothan, you know particularly on the east side or in you know around downtown yep. so you know that's where i would drive i mean i would go to that side of town and you know i'm looking at it and i'm like man why why do the parks i went to you know look like this and, and how how can it be what what can i do you know and yeah 
lo and behold, you know, I, I, I get wind of um, the schools being closed, the mm-hmm. elementary schools. So it was, you know, several Grandview being one of three or four. And you talk about ripping the heart out of a community, a school closes. Oh, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's for valid reasons. Um, so, um, but I saw an opportunity and, you know, I didn't know what initially. So I toured the the school with, with the city commissioners and, you know, as I'm walking through that, it was bingo. I said, I want to, I want to turn it into a youth center. I want to turn it into a youth and community center. And I told them about everything that I was doing. And of course, you know, it felt like the light bulb was going off. I started digging into it. And from that point on, the minute I walked through that school, I was committed to it. I was like, this is it. This is that moment that you kind of feel like you're, you're, you're waiting on. And more importantly, I felt like the community needed it and wanted it. Yeah. So, you know, started to engage with the community, started to engage with city leadership and started to reacquaint myself with people in the community. Some people I had never knew. They might have knew of me mm-hmm. uh, and even people that I knew and grew up with and just started kind of bridging that gap and just spending time on it. And and one thing led to to the next. And next thing you know, I'm sitting in front of the mayor and city commissioners and giving that kind of final presentation and unanimously they awarded me that school. That's such a dude. That's like that's a dream come true for a lot of people. Like, um, yeah, just being able to just keep a any property from just deteriorating and becoming nothing, which is going to negatively impact the rest of that small community neighborhood or whatever you want to call it. And, um, like just having abandoned properties is not ideal for, right. for anybody, right. no matter where you live, anybody. like whether I mean, whether it be like, if you're worried about your property value, that's going to go down. If you have that, if you have um, like derelict buildings laying around, but also like, Eventually, it becomes an eyesore, and people start looking at opportunities that are not positive. And right. before long, you got graffitied up interior of the place, and it's almost unusable for anybody that wants to come along and do something like you're doing now. So, like, right. you kind of right. jumped in there at the perfect time. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't. And, and again, I, 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 I agree with you because I've, I've seen that. I've watched that happen. I've watched that horror story that you just described happened to a community and it's just like i just I, you know i wanted i felt like i just needed to do something to Absolutely. be honest and, and i was looking for it and it just the the the, the timing was i won't say the timing was, was perfect but everything happens for a reason i'm a firm believer of that and i just i, I felt like this is what i was supposed to be doing and i jumped in i, I sat my wife down my kids down and told them and and the coolest thing my, my, my daughter said to me, she said, Dad, I'm proud of you, you know? Yeah. And you talk about a kid, your, your child saying that to you, and, and that that's what it was about. When I go back to, to Thanksgiving and running out on that field and feeling like I'm representing my family and, and my community, I mean, for anybody, what you're representing is is your, your, your legacy. And, sure. and also a, a give back to you know, wanting to help the people in the community to help you. And, and, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a product of when you believe in a child and support a child, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. My life story is that. Yeah. And so if I can come there and, you know, assist and the community and work with parents and kids and educators and uh, city leadership and, you know, 
join all the great work they're already doing. And hey, I want I want to be on I want to be on Dolphins team again. Absolutely, you know? dude. That's so good, man. Like, I moved back here. I lived in San Diego for a little bit, working for skateboard companies. Um, I lived in Montgomery for a while, working for a sign company and working in skateboarding there a little bit. Um, and when I moved back, that was one of the things I I really focused on was trying to figure out like, all right, what's next, and how do I how do I make quality of life with very little assets, <laughs> very little resources. Yeah. And so I just started looking around and realizing that like a lot of the reason that kids are on the first train out of town when they graduate high school is the the common uh, school of thought is that there's nothing going on here. There's nothing to get into and there's there's no way to entertain yourself to where you would actually desire to live here. Because um, we don't have six flags. We don't have um we don't have the atlanta braves we don't have like we don't even have the blue wahoos man we don't have any any sports that are like professional sports going on hardly anywhere yeah. um it's not yeah. really and here it has not have not really been an accessible thing without leaving the city um you're 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 spot on and in, in speaking speaking on the things that that you know we we don't have i, I saw that as here it is. I'm working with all these pro sports brands and organizations. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we might not have that, but how do we bring that? Uh, and I 100%. saw that as an opportunity to, to, to bring that. And speaking of another not have in, in, in looking, you know, um, and going through this process with the youth center, the other thing that we, we didn't have, which, which I was shocked by and, and surprised. And so it, it took me down another, rabbit hole to see if I could make this come to reality. And that is the things that I was looking to do, which was sports, health and wellness, educational programs, just an array of sorts. Cause I'm working with this big facility. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, there's no YMCA in, in Dothan. Yeah. And you know, you, you look at any community YMCA boys and girls club parks are, all of these things coexist in thriving communities and only uplift the community. Absolutely. So, so here was an opportunity to bring the Y here and, and let that serve as an anchor tenant uh, in that facility. And I've been approved to bring the first ever YMCA to Dothan by the YMCA. Dude, that's so awesome, man. Like, I'm so excited about what's going on in that neighborhood and what it's going to do for the rest of the city. Um, yes. A lot of people... In Dothan, and this is going to sound like I'm trashing Dothan, um, which is not the case. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of how big things are outside of the Wiregrass. Um, right. So, like, youth sports, especially, like, flag football, um, everybody just pictures a normal scrimmage where you got a little belt on and a couple flags running behind you. And it's not, it's not that anymore. Like, it is, no. but it isn't. You know what I mean? Like... The, the foundation and like the 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 models there but it's it's a whole different beast where like now you like dothan's really big on um spectating and they want things to go watch and they want things to be a part of and get behind and i think this is one of those things that is really going to bring a lot of people that you would not expect out of the woodwork just to be a part of it and just to witness some of the greatness that you got going on over there yeah, and, and Justin, I um I, I I couldn't agree more. And it's it's organically happening. Uh, so that video that went out, if 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 you saw that one on NFL Network mm -hmm. and uh, a few other things, it's just 
it's I mean, I, I got I got a couple calls and emails today. You know, it's it's yeah. like every day now of um of people either from the community, lived there, moved away there locally, or people that I just know that you know, I've been able to uh, orchestrate getting making flag football a high school sport for girls in the state of Alabama. Um, flag football is now a college sport. Yeah. Um, that, that I was able to oversee that and push that envelope. And um, now, you know, now there's a pathway for women and young girls who say, hey, if I want to play flag football, I can play it now. And I can maybe, who knows, when they may be playing college or represent my country. Um, the World Games is in Birmingham, Alabama next year. Yeah. We also got flag football into the World Games. Oh, that's so good. People from around the world, both men and women representing their country next summer yeah so you know just so just things like that man that, that i've now been given an opportunity and again i i keep going back to the full circle though and your community makes you makes you makes you who you are oh 100 family makes you who you are so this is who i am and so now giving those kids the opportunity to continue to tell their story of who they are and give them one more uplifting thing mm-hmm. but then one of the things too you know, that happened back in high school, too. And that's why I go back to the community. Um, um, a gentleman by the name of Lawrence Dossie, I always kind of tell this story. It's my kind of football story. Lawrence Dossie played at Northview, uh, went on to play it um, for Florida State University and was a longtime coach there and also played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for like eight years. So okay. Lawrence is a little older. Um, but when I was in high school, I think I was a sophomore at junior high school. He came back and some of his college buddies came with him when he was at Florida State. And, you know, he's any, 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 you know, anybody went to Dothan High, Northview, or played a sport, they go off to college. They become like the home. Oh, man. Know. You leave, yeah, you leave Dothan and come back and they're going to pave the roads for you. They're going to get, he, yep. he, he is definitely one of those. And I tell Lawrence to this day because he came back and he, and I, t- I tell him this every time I see him. He came back. I'm sitting on the knee as a high school kid, and he says uh, to the whole team, Coach calls us up, say, Lawrence, I'm going to say a couple words to you. I don't know what else he said, but he said this, and this stuck with me to this day. He said, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. He said, I'm no different from you. I grew up here just like you did. If I can do it, you can do it. The sky's the limit. And I emphatically believe that. Absolutely. And so that's what I see in Grandview, um, because – I'm a product of an environment. You know, I went on, I played in every NFL stadium. I had a long, prosperous career. Went on to become a CEO and now leading youth sports programs around the world for, for major sports, sporting brands. And that's that's what I envision with Grandview. If I can do it, you can do it. And hopefully be an inspiration to, that, to those kids. But now they'll have a facility they can walk in every day with that mentality. Which is huge, man. Like, Dothan's lacked a handful of amenities for a bunch of years, and I think between what you're doing and bringing the Y here, like that's going to fill a lot of gaps that that the city has either not neglected but just been unaware of. Um, and dude, I'm proud for you, man. Like that's that's kind of the ideal dream for somebody like me as well. Like you go, you do your thing, and then you bring all that knowledge and all that love and all that passion back, and you let it loose in the youth you know what i mean like right because right. they're exactly. the ones that are they're the ones with the energy to make everything a lot better like dudes like us like we can make things a lot better but the we can start and set the tone 
but it takes the younger generations to like carry it through that's going to sustainably change things for generations um no I th- question i think what you are no doing way. is incredible for so many reasons um and i'm excited to watch it grow man like everything um everything that we do is is all about just shedding light on the the best things that we can um with the local and for me personally as a kid that i moved from new york and moved from from Syracuse, New York to Dixie Drive, two blocks from where your facility is. And wow. yeah. I had a bit of a culture shock. Man, I left like four feet of snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left four feet of snow and uh in January I f- like stepped on a snake in the backyard because we had a big ditch that run, <laughs> ran through behind our house. And I was like, yeah. How are there snakes out? It's January. Uh why is it 85 degrees? Um, this is crazy. <laughs> and yeah. like a lot of yeah. like what wound up, what got me settled was I, I found, I did karate a little bit. Um, I did Yoshikai over at Wiregrass Park with Mike Culbreth. Um, I did, I played baseball at Wiregrass Park. I was never big enough. My mom wasn't comfortable with me playing football because I've always been kind of a small dude. But like once I found skateboarding, it was off to the races pretty much. It was like all inclusive because skateboarders are basically outcasts by default. It didn't matter. Like we were all just outcasts. It didn't matter what you look like, like what your family background was, like what your in- parents income were, like what kind of car anybody drove. Like we were all just kids cruising around on these raggedy little skateboards. And, um, that's a hundred percent accurate where the kids you grew up with and the, the people that you go through middle school, high school and college with, um a lot of them become your family for life Um, yeah and with you with like um with everybody that with your coaches and and everybody you grew up playing with like we had mentioned tony donaldson the other day um and all the awesome stuff that he has going on within the community like you can tell that no matter where you end up geographically like that whole family vibe is still very much alive and well with you guys and you guys are all still fighting the good fight for people that have less and need and would and want more. And you're showing people how to take nothing and turn it again, turn it into a legacy that you can be excited about. Um, yeah. And I'm very excited to see you doing this in our town, man. That's, I mean, in your town too, for sure. Like it's, it's going to be, it's huge already, but it's, I'm just, I'm very excited about the potential that that brings to, to our city. Um, yeah, well, I, I I appreciate it, uh, Justin. It's people like you, obviously, with your story and passion for the city too. But giving me an opportunity to kind of share this and talk about it, you know, because I know a lot of people kind of hearing about it, and you're trying to tell as many people as possible everything. And right. and, and not only that, you know, uh, come on board. I mean, I can't do this by myself. Right. I mean, I wouldn't even be on it on this point. And um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm big on phrases, man. And I've always heard this phrase. I think it's an African proverb, man. It takes a village. Yep. If you've ever heard somebody say that. Absolutely. That's what it takes, man. It takes the, the, the community to get behind our youth, man. There's nothing more important than in the future, than our future. And that's kids. That's, that's it. That's kids. And it's us, you, you, it's you up want, to us to keep them. Dalton, you gotta, you gotta look at every child there and make sure they have every opportunity. Oh yeah. That's that is it. Well, dude, I appreciate you uh, hanging out this morning. Um, I'll uh, I'll give you a shout later in the week, and um, we can talk more. But if, obviously, if you ever need me or any of my stuff or any of my 
my capabilities for anything, man, you just let me know. Well, um, I, I don't say no, man, when people open up. So you got you got to be careful, man. But I, I think I, I would I, I would say, Justin, as you think about it, man, and, there, and knowing how many kids are going to come through that building, coming and sharing your story and your talents, because there's kids that, that want to aspire to do what you do. Yeah. Writing, being at media, uh, being the skateboarding that you're doing, you know, kids love. I mean, you're doing things that motivates kids, and you're an artist, and and that that those things like that are very very important, man. So I I, I welcome it, and as you think about things, we want to share that as the doors start to open, because it's it's that's a big facility, man. Fifty oh, thousand sure. square feet, so it's a a lot that can kind of take shape, and I'm let, I'm letting the community help me understand what needs to be within that facility awesome dude well i'm gonna let you uh get back to your lovely saturday i know you got you're already it's about lunchtime where you're at uh um, <laughs> that, that hour difference is a big deal right i tell you yeah. yeah it's only 20 minutes to lose an hour man it's crazy you yeah. dri- drive yeah. 20 minutes east and all of a sudden you've lost an hour in 20 minutes it's funny <laughs> it's funny yeah well yeah. awesome dude um i really appreciate it and i'll uh i'll be in touch real soon yeah, I look forward to seeing the feature, man. Um, and thank you again, man, for, for, for amplifying the message in the community. For oh, for sure, man. Anytime. I appreciate it. Okay. I'll give you a shout right, later, man. Good. Yes, sir. Weekend, thank Thanks. you so much. Later. Bye. All right. I just want to have a special thank you for Isel Reese. Um, that dude's going to do some amazing things in our area, and I cannot wait to see exactly what all that entails. Um, as you know... Uh, we are probably going to take some time off for the holidays as though we haven't taken time off in this podcast before, but if you guys want, you can hit me up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at wiregrasslocal or the local podcast, um, shop locally this holiday season for all your things. And that's it. I will see y'all in the next episode. Deuces. If you'd like to be a guest on the Wiregrass Local podcast, give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Wiregrass Local or hit us up on Friendster, MySpace, or LiveJournal. That's all fake, but you know what I mean. <laughs>